Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, how about you? It's just cute to see your um, little uh, messages when each chapter is done. Oh, my gosh. Well, I feel like, um, li- well, I don't know how to say it. I mean, it's just like a level of amazing joy. The prologue was so hard to, you know, just like really, really hone in and figure out how to, how to, make it match what's inside the book. And then, you know, knowing, I know a lot about you now. And so that makes it easier for me to go in and go, oh, okay, well, it's this and it's that and it's the other and this is his motivation and this is his experience. So it was like once I walked through that door, then the, the next one was still a little bit hard. One was a little bit hard. And then two was a little bit hard. And then three Yesterday, I finished three. It was easier. So it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we'd be hoping for the easier part more often. I know, I know. Wouldn't that be a concept? Correct. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> been uh, the uh, MO of this book so far. Oh, no, not at all. It's like, um, you know, challenge, challenge, challenge. And you know, uh, I think the I think the thing for me is we were at one level when we started the book, and then we've ended up going at so many different levels since then that we just have to make the the front part of the book plant some of the seeds that we get to in the later chapters, and so that's you know that's what I've been trying to do. It's like you know, putting in a word or two here or there that hints with uh, a lot of the book has the stories from literature in it. So we need to make sure that that thread is there throughout so the reader isn't surprised when they get to the parts that are so heavy on literature. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So did you read the prologue? Yes, I did. And what did you think? I thought, I thought. Well, actually, what I did, 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 did was I just glanced through it once, and I saw that it was uh, flowed just fine. I, I ended up thinking to myself, great. And then there was just a couple little words here and there, you know, that I thought, um, you know, to myself. But I purposely didn't go into it really deep, and because I thought I'd talk to you first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's fine. I mean, that's kind of what I thought that you would do. Yeah, I, you know, uh, the, uh, I'll mention to you something I've said to you before, but they um, basically reminded me uh, this morning when I went into meditation, you know, basically to follow your lead. And so that's what I want to do. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And, um, you know, so my instincts, you know, are to just sort of accept 
what you've offered because I know mm-hmm. that you have so much more um, background than, than 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 me. And then I'll just uh, tinker with a word here or there, you know, type of thing. Yeah, there's one there's one term that came in when I was doing the the prologue that really fits throughout the whole book, and I planted it there, and uh, just to make sure that that's a, a term that you're comfortable with. I was playing with the humanity drama, and um, specifically that way, not the human drama, but the collective humanity drama, um, and it fits like a glove in other places in the book. So, um, so anyway, just to just to let you know, I I think that's the way to talk about you know all the stuff that we go through that's shadowy in our life, I think it's a way to talk about when, um, you know, we're looking at the shadows on the wall and not seeing the full thing. I think that's the humanity drama. It's just us, you know, donning our characters and going out into the world to play a part in this whole thing. And um, it's not real, but it feels really, really real when you're in character. Correct, correct. And I think, you know, going into the things on Dorothy and going into the things on The Matrix and Hansel and Gretel and um, all those other aspects of literature, I can use that term as we bridge into it. And I can use that term when you're talking about your own experiences. And I can use that term when we're talking about Glenn's experiences. And so it became a real good bridge for me. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that I was doing and I have been doing all the way throughout is I'm I'm taking uh, some of the things where, well, actually all the things where we have the quotes and I've turned whatever it comes from into a footnote at the bottom of the page. And in some places with the quotes, what I've done is I've merged them into the paragraph so they're not standalone. They follow a... Um, a cadence of, you know, you're talking about one subject and then when you go into the subject deeper, here's this that this guy had to say or this that that guy had to say. And, you know, yeah. here's how it all forms together. I found myself doing, 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 doing it the last couple of weeks and it doesn't surprise me that you've chosen to do it that, that way. In fact, even in the pro, prologue itself, the way the flow of it went, even when you put in uh, the quote from Plato, I thought, oh, you know, we could maybe fold that one in, um, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it it kind of felt even when I read it because everything was so, so you know flowing so well that you know that could easily be be, be just flown put in there and um, not be a stand standalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't break the flow, and I think that's exactly why I'm I'm going that way. Okay, well, I I will defer on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only real thing I, I I thought there was just a word or two, and that and then you used a phrase that I'm guessing you made a mistake with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't actually put any thing. I'd have to look it up in in, in the in the prologue. You know, I'll I'll look at, at at that, and then I'll have the corrections in red so you can see them. Uh, or, okay. or for a question, but it's like two little points where one word and I think entity was used maybe four or five times in one sentence. Um. Oh, and I did that intentionally with the family because what I was trying to build there, and maybe maybe you could help me do a better job with it, 
is okay. So later on, later on in the book, we're talking about empathy. Okay, and how in in that paragraph in particular, I think we're talking about uh, empathy moving to uh, different groups of people, and so there might be a different way to put it, but I'm I'm trying to make the analogy that a form is a is a living thing, and the family dynamic is also like as a full unit is a living entity, and then there's entities within that entity. And so, you, you know, uh, t- t- just let me give you a compliment. <laughs> oh, it's okay. so wonderful to have you like teaching or just absolutely getting everything I'm saying. You know, uh, it's just wonderful to actually hear as a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for teaching me. Well, it, I mean, it makes so much sense because, you know, okay, so here's the family entity, and then here's uh, mom and dad and John and Janie in, in the family entity. And John's the one that's got the problem. He's the entity within the entity that's a problem that's creating trouble for the whole family. And it's like when you fixed the mom and dad, which didn't look like they had a problem, then John followed suit because that energy in the humanity drama within the family unit shifted. Right. Although typically the parents did have a problem, <laughs> they, yeah. they 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 typically you know frequently would say um, it was unimportant and not a big deal. But then, you know, obviously it, it influenced on them. Yeah, yeah. So so when you're looking at that, I mean, there may maybe a better way. Maybe the entity is a is a uh, is not quite the right word, but it was the best one that I could come up with. No, I, I yeah, I'll 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 look at it much more care carefully. I I think I was just reacting to the um ju- just the word itself being used so often. I thought that I could maybe see if I'll I'll look at that and just see if there's a way to um not lose the concept but just a, a shift of something. But I I actually don't. I'm not going to pretend that I know what that is yet. Okay. All right. And Good. but but. But not lose what you're saying or the flow of what you're doing. You know, to me, that's just a word here or there. You know, sort of thing. Yeah, and see, see, for me, even though I haven't studied family systems theory, to me, yeah. that's what it. That's what it is. Well, it's you are correct. Uh, and and it, and it works with everything. I found that the same theory works when I've consulted with businesses, and because in essence, you know. Uh, the the executive team of a business, uh, the same dynamics happen there. Right. Uh, and 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 once I really understood it, I I, I did consult with businesses, you know, occasionally, and it, it would work because you know the same things applied. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, that's great. Well, I've gone through. Um, like I said in my emails, I'm all the way through chapter one. And uh, it flows really, really nicely. And, you know, it is a look into the roots of what you're trying to express to people, and it does take people into what henesis is and get them on board with that, with that word. So it gives them the history of henesis and um, an understanding of why you uh, chose that word. Good. And, good. Then, and then chapter two, 
um, I changed the title of it to The Shadowy Plot in Us. And oh, that's cute. Isn't it good? It really is. I, I was I was loving that because I mean that's what this is about. It's showing us, you know, how how that works. It shows us how we get enslaved by by the shadows. And then uh, we have the allegory. And I decided because there was a place in in this chapter where we went from uh, talking about the allegory of the cave to the or to the analogy of the divided line, which is a completely separate thing. So I went online and I picked up the best thing that I could find from from one of the books that was online and just plopped in uh, Plato's view of the divided line. And then I came in with your your, uh, solutions for that, you know, like pulling those things together which I call the three progressive levels. I think it was like embedded in one of the sentences, but I pulled it out and it became a one, two, three thing. So three progressive levels. First stage is uninformed perception. Second stage is experience to form perception. And third stage is personal philosophical comprehension. So I was really excited about that. Well, you know, good, you know, because, you know, I, I too have been reading the book um, the last couple of weekends. I was, you know, going through with my recent uh, updates on things and I would reread each chapter. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that divided line thing, we could just pull that thing, you know, because it, it wasn't feeling like, you know, um, uh, that clear. So I'm happy that you did that because it actually, what you're describing is actually the foundation for dialect discovery. Yeah, and I pulled dialectic discovery. I mean, it's really heavy in the first two chapters. I've, I've, uh, and, and chapter three too. I pulled that in, and where I could see that, although um, a year ago or two years ago, when we were working on these sections, you didn't have that term. Right. I could see where here's the explanation of what the term is that we had the aha moment with. With this is how this is how we describe it. So. I, I popped it in there. Excellent. But it's worked really good. And then on chapter three, I changed the name to a primer about the forms. And because that's what this chapter really is. So now we, we have this in, in chapters one and two, we have this foundational information about uh, about philosophy and, you know, shadows and, and all that, how it works that's still relevant today. And then in chapter three, because we're getting ready to get into the forms and exactly what a form is. So this one is telling people what Plato thought forms were and his definition of it. And you, oh, philosopher, psychotherapist, Eric, come in and say, and this is my spin on it. So here's Plato's and and Plotinus and I've grown it out here. And uh, it works really, really well. And then, uh, of course, then we have the things about the Holy Grail. But I didn't put the Holy Grail in any of the subheads of the chapter now. And I was so excited when I got to the very end yesterday and I was working on the last subhead because we have this really great quote from uh, William Ralph Ng um, about in their objective aspect, body, mind, soul, our body, soul, and spirit, da 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 And then 
we go into this next section, which is looking at Paramisi Yoganandi and, and some other things. So I call this section, get ready for this, Hennessizing Philosophies. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Actually, that's that's wonderful. I know. It's pretty clever, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because that's what we're doing. It's a, it's a unification of those things. Cool. So I was I was super excited about that. And then now I'm in uh, Chapter 4 and working on it. It's like, okay, so my challenge is um, moving from 1, 2, 3, which are giving you foundations and philosophical information from other people and history and, you know, a little dive into the Holy Grail and the story. And so now we're going into an actual form and your experiences lead this off. And so it's like I'm, I'm trying to play with that a little bit on the lead-in. So I've got that smooth transition from learning about these things and getting that information to now we're going to go into an actual uh, contemporary experience. Right, right, right. And we're going to apply this to that contemporary experience. And you're going to be the first guinea pig in the book right. as far as a a uh, personal account goes. So I'm I'm making that transition there. So I'm I'm pretty excited. That's but I guess you can hear that. Well and and thank goodness. Uh and and that sounds wonderful. Mhm. So I'm I'm very very pleased and um it it um you know, just just you speaking about it with excitement just sort of warms my heart. So I appreciate that. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, it's gonna get it's gonna get done. It's not yeah. gonna be that long. I, you know, like the first the first little bit that I had with it, just rereading everything, and uh, then creating because I, I created. I think I only sent you one of them, uh, right? But I created two different spreadsheets, uh, one spreadsheet that had like a chapter-by-chapter chapter thing so I could like lay that out on a table and see the transition all the way throughout the book, what right. we're talking about, and then another with a alphabetized list of the concepts of the book. So it's like what I'm, what I'm doing right now is I'm going through and, you know, I do my, do my thing on the chapter and then before I start on doing another chapter, I go back to that alphabetized list and, like, refresh my mind on what all is in the book. And then I can go in and I can make transitions on words and things like that that marry all the thoughts together. So it's a pretty interesting process. Yeah, no, I, I, there, there's so many thoughts. I mean, I was kind of, you know, my head would spin when I was trying to do those poems, you know, when I, for my first little attempt at that. Yeah. But I, I, you know, because, uh, so I completely understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's what's that's what's working for me now. And um, it seems like there was one other thing I was going to share with you on that end, but it seems to have left me now. Okay. Well, I'm very pleased, and um, um, you know, I just can't wait to see what the uh, Product is is, is eventually. I I have some questions with the projects that I'm still doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I looked and I looked at those things too, so I'm ready to talk about those as well. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I didn't get a chance to uh, read the poem, but I, but I was like looking at it, just like scrolling through it one time and seeing, yeah, this is a lot more unified. There's only like um, two little spots where the lines are are longer than in other spots, and I'd like to keep that line more consistent throughout the number of words per line. So it's like shimmering sparkles of light on a pond. Shimmering sparkles of light on a pond. So it looks like you've got a, a you know, seven. So five, like five to seven words on the first line. Yeah. And then there's other ones that look a little bit longer. So that's all I got to. I didn't read it at all. But... Um, Yes, one long poem is what I'm getting to that has the same voice all the way throughout. Um, you, know, you, just, get, you get your poetry from a lot of different sources out there. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sorry. Could you state that you, again? You get your poems from a lot of places out there. Correct. You know, a lot of... <laughs> And so you've got to unify that voice. Got it. Yeah. No, I I found found myself um, being very frustrated for a couple of days, and it wasn't until yesterday that I got what you were saying. And yeah. And then and, and 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 then and then I began to play play with it. In fact, I I was at a Bhakti workshop last week uh, yesterday, which was very nice and it really flowed really well and all my goals were being uh, met and then there was this beautiful hour-long meditation with Rumi and music and 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 then um, uh, he said you know the last half an hour basically um, he had us all write a, an original poem oh trance <laughs> and so some and and then if you had the courage to go read it which is what I did and 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 I like the poem actually, and and so you know there, there's a couple of sentences from the poem in there now actually, um, and 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 it, you know I found I, I found I found a spot to have it fit, and so we'll see you know what you think eventually. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll let you keep playing with that because you're you're on target there. Now, let's see. We've got we've got three different things. We have the DefCon. We have addendum and we have intention and internal voice and, and actually i have one more uh that i'd like to maybe address right now um okay is um i um came up with um the new uh paradigm the unforgiving punishment one and um I would like to hear your take on that because I, I'm well. For, first, I'm hoping that you like it, and then I spliced it in. And then, if you are going to, you know, if you don't, it, you know, um, if you rewrite everything without the new splice in there, then there could be extra work. Yeah, what I was doing on that is I noticed that, like on chapters one, two, and three, there really wasn't anything in those in the notes that you sent to me. In the, right. in the latest Tennessee's clean copy. And now that I'm going into four, what I did was I went into four and, uh, you know, I looked at the paragraphs where you made a change and I added those into here. So when I come back from my, uh, you know, working on paper, then I'll have your things in there as well. Great, so, great. 
So, I, you know, I, as I'm making the edits in there, I'll be able to, to look at that and see how it flows. So good. I, I, I completely foresee that this was the last one, you know, of, of my changes. Mm-hmm. Um, because what ended up happening this last week or two is I have clients just going off on this incorruptible stuff. I found myself teaching it. And then as the process, what I would see where I would see glitches, what evolved was the unforgiving uh, punishment process that I saw my clients doing or, Mm -hmm. you know, to punish somebody else. And and, and then when I I reread the book again, I began to recognize, I, I don't know what chapter I talk about. So the first chapter where I begin to describe victim per, uh, perpetrators, so, so that's already in there, and that comes first. And so I think what I did in four was I just tried to introduce the concept a little bit, but then the chapter after victim perpetrator gets introduced, the following cha- cha- chapter talks more about um, the kind of like the core ideas of... Um, Punisher, um, uh, unforgiving, and uh, unforgiving pun- pun- Punisher. So the, I, I know it's not as clearly spelled spelled out, but I separated them out because it came, it, it actually was written that 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 way, and so mm-hmm. and I kept the examples separate as they currently were in the book, where victim per- perpetrator examples, the unforgiving um, punishment, because we have all that talk about um, dogma. And churches, they know that um, preach different things, and that fits really well with the unforgiving thing. And then, yeah. And and, and then then I I, I, I allow them to kind of just run the course through throughout the book, uh, kind of from a separate point of view. And then when I introduce fourteen and terrorism, that's when I combine them into one long paradigm because I began to see that that's actually what terrorism. It's actually the combination of both of them. Mhm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'll I'll play with that and I'll see how how that works. Yeah, right. Um, I I I think you answered my 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 main quick quick question, which is you are aware of it and you're going to take a look at that before you start chapter four and five, and see what I've done. Then, as you would say, do your magic. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, what I'm, my my system right now is reread all the terminology, and so I'll add those. I'll add that to the terminology list that I have. Right, right. And the, and then see where we've just been, so I can carry that thread forward. Do my hard copy edits, and then come back to the computer, and I'll and I'll pop in your thoughts, and then I'll go through and do my edits with your things in place there, which will you know trigger me when I get to that area and I'm, and I'm entering in the changes. Okay. Okay. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm cool with that one then. Okay. So addendum one, uh, addendum one, six, nineteen, fifteen. It's the camel wave. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here, here's what I, here's what I think about that on, on the instructions and everything. And I, I just want to share with you my experience with this because I, I think my experience with this was really profound. You know, I had, I had uh, two things. You know, one thing was, you know, my big burly brother that weighs, you know, close to 300 pounds and six foot four, construction kind of guy, you know. 
you know, him telling me about, you know, using breathing meditation and how it helps him. But he doesn't really care why it helps him. He doesn't want to know how, you know, how that whole process works. He just wants to know what to do when he's suffering or when he doesn't know what to do. And so less is more in, in the addendum. You've, you cease to teach in the addendum, and you're providing them with something that they can do. It's very, it's very different. So you've got 100,000 words in the book teaching these concepts. Just tell them how to do it here. And so it's like, you know, I was looking at the, the introduction for the Camel Way, and it says, you know, this is, this is not grounded enough to say this. Inhaling a universal form with heartfelt passion and positive intention infuses our body with divine potential. And then I go back to my, my brother, Kurt, who says, I am hurting, and if I try to breathe this way, my hurting goes away. I want you to take it to that place rather than this lo- This is very lofty. Okay? All right. Okay, and then the other the other use I've done with the camel weight and with the, I think with the instructions, the way that we have, we're lying down. Or sit. Or sit straight. Okay. So here's what I was doing with the camel wave because this was really helpful for me and others when we were, uh, in particular, what I remember is uh, going to the funeral home to plan Matt's service and being there with his mom and his dad and his aunt and Candace and my son Jerry all being in this room planning his funeral, you know, and his his aunt is there, and she had not had contact with him for four years and had, had lunch with him, and then he committed suicide like three hours later. Yeah, yeah so, she's, so she's there, and she's like in this dumbfounded thing, you know, and, and Sue and Don, Matt's parents are there, and they're like, you know, uh, waving between complete disbelief and what did I do wrong and why didn't I know more? And, and Candace, who's just like, you know, wigging out here and there. And then Jerry, who's just gotten out of jail 48 hours earlier and now is in, I mean, it, it, look, at the, look at the level of drama there. Wow. And me, I just got off a plane. I was in Arizona and, you know, suddenly here I am. So what we did with the camel wave meditation was um, the, the goal was to ride the wave of any emotion that you were experiencing in that moment without stopping it from occurring. And the way that we did that was we were just sitting in a chair and we'd push our chest out. That's a backwards hump. And we'd pull our chest backwards. And we weren't thinking about anything. We weren't focused on anything except just moving our chest out, 
with our breath and back with our breath and allowing whatever was in us to move through us. So I just wanted to share that with you because it was very, it was a very real situation to be in, you know what I mean? Yes. Um... And it was so amazingly helpful. It's like, you know, there's some part of me where I'd want to go and, you know, anyone who was going through planning a funeral, you know, it'd be great if, they were in, if the funeral directors knew how to tell them how to do this camel weight meditation <laughs> or breath. Well, well, I mean, you know, basically um, what you're speaking about is what every uh, breath, uh, transformational breath person would basically say that that happens with breath. You have intention and breath, and it doesn't make any difference what form you have of that, that your intention and breath, you know, can Mm -hmm. bend and move whatever. And and the emotions move the way you wanted them to move, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think that, what you're saying is is real real important and and i I need to hear the hear the hear the you know the part to tone things down i I think that the camaway breath has more potential than just that actually because um uh what can happen is you can breathe in a form and try to have a um structure of some kind that you want to apply with your breath. Uh, you, you you had a structure of wanting to release an emotion. You, one could have the instruction to feel more love, or how can I bring love to this conflict? Uh, how can I be incorruptible? When I was going through my you know rough time at work, um, I was actually would breathe in, in incorruptibility as a as a way to have empathy. That, that's what I'm seeing with my clients you know, that are, that are doing it right now is they're working with the incorruptibility as a form with their breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the other thing it can be used for is you can actually breathe it into a physical problem of an illness of some kind, um, a, a yeah. problem you have. So I'll I, I I would want to include you know those as options, but I understand that I don't need to go as much into theory. Yeah, not as much into theory and more into application. We've we've got the theory now. Now you know, show us how to apply it. So. I think with the camel wave breath, what you could do is you could have uh, three different versions of it. And version one is like um, a pick-me-up. You know, you've been going through a whole lot of stress or, or transition or whatever. And so in a flash, this is how you do it, you know, just the quickie version kind of thing. And then there's another version where if you're feeling enormous stress or you're in a great situation, um, you know, this is like, you know, uh, trauma level one in the ER, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they got the crash carts coming. So right. you've got the crash cart version. And uh, then you have a more gentle one, which is you have a a vision of something that you want to transcend in your life. So, okay, you know, if you want to... So I think you can go those three ways with it, and then that would give people three different versions to work with for three different types of situations. Right. Now, now I did um, uh, have my um, breath expert guy read this. Uh, what I sent, I, I, I sent you. So he basically gave 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 me the okay that what I wrote down was acceptable in mm-hmm. terms of um, 
saying where the organs of the breath come from. So I'll still include, mm-hmm. I, I suspect. Well, I don't know if you, do you need the origins of the breath? Does uh, it matter? Well, I mean, uh, he, he, here's maybe one backdrop. Um, I, I have fantasized about going to this guy who has this uh, breathing um, me- me- method that basically copies the actual breathing method. Me- 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 method and talking with him about how this uh, technique that I have that perfectly goes along with his breathing method is a huge upgrade o- o- over his instruction, that that would include a couple thousand people that, that follow him because he's got people around the country. Uh, he may be interested to actually have the forms, you know, be, be a spiritual upgrade than what he currently has. Mm-hmm. And 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 my concern of him feeling that there could be a turf issue is is to talk about it being an ancient breath. He advertises that it's an ancient breath, um, but I thought I could kind of make sure that it's all clear that um, you know I, I actually know where it comes from. If that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to give credit to where it came from. Right, right. Okay, I don't see any modern people being explained in here. Right. Okay. Um, I I think that that is... I, I don't think you have to have have this clarification in there about where it came from. Because my my feeling is I'm not so worried about someone coming in and saying that something belongs to them because I don't really think anyone can own a certain breathing technique and trademark that. Okay. I don't think that's possible. Now, I can ask Muni Shorji, who's our, who's our, our standing uh, lawyer guru on possible liability issues. But I don't think that you're going to have trouble with that. And because my my uh allegiance in this goes to the person that's actually going to use it versus turf wars with someone who might use something similar. Okay, well then I it sounds like Back to the drawing board, then. <laughs> you know what this? Not completely back to the drawing board. Yeah, right, right. I... But it's just a refocusing of it because you're on track. It's just how to present it that we're that we're revising this to, and how to present it is keeping in mind first the person who's going to use it. That's where our our allegiance goes. Our allegiance goes first to our readers. Because this is going to be an immortal book. I hope so. Oh, I'm I'm certain of it. You know, I'm certain of it. So, okay, then um, intention and internal voice. And again, we've got the same we've got the same thing. You've had a hundred thousand words to teach these people this stuff. So, why do we need more here? I'm trying to um, pull it up. Um, okay. 
Here, I'll pull it up. Um, ah, let me just think. I sent it to you. Um, All of them came in the same thing on Monday. I just sent them on Monday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I I um changed my um here we go. Got him. Oh, okay. I have now. Okay, I I'll pull up uh intention. Got it. Okay. Okay. So see we've got two pages of introduction here. We've we've already read a hundred thousand words. So you could use this as an article somewhere it'd be great. But but here um hang on just a minute, let me see who's let me just make sure this isn't Tom. They're getting ready to cross the border into Canada. So no, that's not Tom. Okay. Okay. All right. So back to this. Um, now she's going to try to call the cell phone. Okay. It's distracting. Sorry. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, I am. Listening to me meander around. Okay, so uh, this would work really great as an article. Okay. But but we've already had, you know, all these words before it. So we don't need more here. Otherwise, this is what will happen with the, with, the, um, with the addendum in the back of the book is it, it will become preachy. So you need like a little bitty paragraph that says, this is how you use this, and this is what you use this for. Because the one, two, three, four, five, six, those are great. But you just don't need the the two pages before that because it's going to feel preachy. Well, and, and I'm not exactly done yet because, see, I, you know, uh, the the one thing that, you know, from my point of view is I, I've actually written these things up um, uh, like 15 years ago and then I did it 10 years ago and I wrote different parts of it and then I wrote up um, and, and, and then some of them were like, uh, they were two different techniques. I'm in, in, trying to incorporate them for the first time together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to... You know, do what you said. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, on the DEF CON. Now, I love, 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 love the idea of um, giving people like a um, 
a mini at a glance, if you're suffering from this, refer to this kind of thing. You know, kind of like at the end of the Bible, uh, what do they call those things at the at the very end of the Bible? I forget. Where, okay, if you're looking for grace, look at this and this and this and this. If you're if you're struggling with forgiveness, look at this, 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 and this. I think all that's great. With the with the DEFCON, although it's very cute, and I could completely see you using DEFCON in a workshop and it being very successful, unless we go all the way back throughout the book, it's going to feel like it doesn't marry with the concepts. I kind of expected this response. <laughs> So I know I'm, you I'm, did. I know you did. I know you're you're messing with me a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, no, not not completely because actually I sit in in my office and people laugh and everybody gets it actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I I it, it actually is a very powerful intervention when I'm in person with people. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I was picking up on that it would work really great in workshops. Right, but I'm I, I'm not married to it, and and I was fully prepared to hear what you're saying. <laughs> okay, all right, good. So, uh, you know, what do we have in the book where we're um, that one section where we're talking about uh, is what is how I'm reacting appropriate for this situation, and so. You know, maybe this could turn into something where it was um, more married to that section of the book. Yeah, I, you know, it it, it does help. You know, and, and makes five uh, groupings. You know, is, is to to you know. I, I understand what you're saying. Don't link it to a concept that's already in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't orphan your book with your addendum. All right, and and then, but then, uh, the, the, this concept to pull out these ideas as a way for them then to have a page number that they can reaccess. Right. Right. All right. So, um, healthy diet, exercise, and meditation. Let me look at that real quick. Okay. Let's see. Okay, when I'm looking at 67, where is healthy diet? Oh, I have I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah. So what your point is, uh make sure that that every word matches. Well, I think that um okay, so like if I'm looking at 66 67, it is um if only I were more lovable. This is with Mary. Um, but nowhere in here is it talking about her uh, healthy actually, diet. 
Your 67 is not my 67. I, 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 it's in the middle of uh, heart of Genesis, um, and um, 67. It, it has some bullet points. It says cherish. Uh, you know, it has four bullet points in there. Cherish, embodied uh, grace, illusion. Oh, okay, okay. So you must be looking at not the clean copy, but a different version of the book. Well, actually, I, I, I'm working off the. Uh, well, yeah, I, I am working off what I call the clean copy, but it's after I put all my additions in, in it, which may have stretched it out a page or two. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at that, and so I have page 67 is in chapter nine. Mindfulness embodies. No, I'm sorry, it's in chapter 8. in chapter 8. And Cherish is yeah, yeah. in chapter you, 4. Well, well, no, I'm in chapter 8 with page 67. And and if you scroll down, it's underneath... Um, uh, it's right after Mary. It's the heart of Genesis. After Mary, and then and then and then you scroll down to entitled the Heart of Hannah. Hen- Since the page after that, okay, page after that, and it has four bullet points in there. Okay, so there's the four bullet points, but what does that have to do? With, let me go to the DEF CON. Well, I, I, I'd have to with look. healthy diet, exercise, and meditation. It's it's very clear when I was doing that that I was bouncing around between the different thoughts, and I may have punched in the wrong uh, page number. I mean, I you know what 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 the difficulty is is that we'll have to have the same thing, and I can kind of go over it again and look up everything to make sure that I've got the pages right. Um, yeah, I'm sure that I have a page where those things are mentioned, you know, in the book. Yeah, you know, uh, I, 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 I get your point that the um, pages should match. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, yeah, well, the pages should match. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, I see it right here. Uh, it's at the lower half of 67. Um, a- after the uh, quote from a superior man makes the difficulty to overcome his first interest, success only comes later. When we pray for peace, look for love, embrace others as the answer to all these things, run the path towards tenets. A healthy diet, exercise, and spiritual practices are ways to uh, honor the divine aspect. That is a yeah. lesson. Overload. Well, and, but that's not really, I mean, if someone looked and they were expecting to get Eric Erke's formula for healthy diet they're not going to get that there they're going to get one sentence all right so that that's, out my, and... that's my point that's my point if you're going to guide him somewhere don't guide him to one sentence Got guide it. him to a section right yeah a a a section where things are splendid more Detail. Yes. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. This is a complicated, complicated thing. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Well, and plus, I've never, you know, see, I, you know, at, 
as you're accurately pointing out, you know, I've been uh, creating unique ideas and having to, you know, write them out and explain them and to teach them and and I haven't had or ever had the experience of doing all these different ways to, uh, you know, even, even with the um, addendum, as you can tell, I usually, you know, I, I take that that approach. And so, you know, it, it, part of me is refreshed, but then, you know, there's a part that wants to make sure that people understand all the nuances and stuff. And so I will yeah. strip it down and do it the way that you said. Yeah. So, um so anyway, yeah, take take another look at this because I think you're on to something with the idea of here is the challenge and here is a suggestion to reread to help you, you know, because it, it, what was really coming through to me very, very clearly when I was doing chapters uh, one, two, and three is that what the philosopher is doing and what the psychotherapist is doing is the same thing. You know, you're not really giving the answers to people. That's not the whole point. The whole point is not to say, oh, okay, well, you're a lousy son of a bitch and there's no hope for you anyway, so don't worry about it, right? You know, <laughs> that, would be, that would be the answer. <laughs> no one's ever been able to do that, so just forget it and, and uh, do your best not to, to hurt anyone or yell anymore. Okay, so that's an answer. And the philosopher and the psychotherapist are taking people and they're asking questions. They ask questions. The, psych, the, the philosopher is asking questions of the creator of the universe. The psychotherapist is asking questions of a client. And those questions lead that person to come up with their own understanding of it. And when they have their own comprehension of it, then they they are able to develop their own philosophy on that subject. And right. that's a form of empowerment. Right. And, and and that's you know, the whole purpose of life is to learn how to be incorruptible then that that all these illusions come up as a challenge to mm-hmm. teach us how to be incorruptible. Right. Right. So um so I think that's the direction to go in here. It's just to keep that, you know, in your in your in your bubble as you're going through it. You're not going to give them an answer here. Do you ever give like complete total answers to your clients? No, I I give them uh, at times um, occasionally rules of thumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or, or or little tricks that or, or little pieces of wisdom that tend to work, but uh, but they have to apply each of them uh, their own way. Right, right, and so that's what you're doing here. You're doing that same thing. I get the concept now. Yeah, I I thought you would. I thought you would. I had this great line that I worked on. Um, let's see. And, you know, I think I think this is really it in a nutshell. Because um, chapter one, the forgotten Greek philosopher that we're starting with, and uh, what I was doing is I was going to draw an analogy between the philosopher, the psychotherapist, and the storyteller. So what I wrote is, a philosopher questions what is, wonders why not, and aspires to perceive creation through the eyes of the creator. 
a psychotherapist asks questions and makes observations to discover why what is is and see the world through the eyes of their client. A storyteller delves into various character archetypes and plops all the characters' perfections and vulnerabilities into a story to entertain and teach us about life through the eyes of the character the storyteller created. All three are doing the same thing. Seeing life through the point of view of another person or a deity. And I like starting off that way because it merges the concepts of the books together. No, and actually, that, that's re- really well, well, well done. I, I would add another small concept with the psycho therapist but but again you know i i would have to di- dive in as deeply as you just did to find the exact nuance but but you know once we understand what's going on our job is to help them then to understand and then make a, a new um a, a, a create their own path then the, 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 you know but besides us you know it, it isn't for the psychotherapist to understand them it's it's for us to teach them how uh, to create a new path for themselves. That- right, right. And that's accomplished through seeing what is. Exactly. No, no, no. I, I, I skipped those parts because I thought that they were well said and, and mm-hmm. accurate. I, I, I want to yeah. make sure I do support that. I'm just adding that one thought. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. So, um, anyway, I'm I'm super excited about it. No, actually, I'm I'm impressed with with that. Actually, uh, so great, great job on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think you'll be real pleased with it because it was it was really tough. And it's so funny because we could, you know, I couldn't have come up with those three parallels until all the book was put together and I saw all the things that we have. And those are the three main things that we have. We have philosophical psychotherapy storytelling that's what's inside this book and all that leads to becoming one with everything well and and you know basically what the 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 philosopher is trying to understand the big story um Mm -hmm. the psychologist is trying to understand the individual story and Mm -hmm. bottom line is we're creating everything and then and then we can hear other people's stories and then uh, that helps us create a new story. All, all three of them are trying to create a new story. Yes, yes. I think it's in the preface or the, the prologue that I put the whole thing about the, the philosopher being the macro and the, and the psychotherapist being the micro. Right. Excellent. And Yeah, yeah. And the, so anyway, but I couldn't have got to that until we got it to this point. So but, I, I find it really super exciting. Well, and I find that about being incorruptible. I I am blown away in the last month how all of a sudden there was like a a veil became pulled away, which is why I jumped into the uh, victim-perpetrator explanation and then the um, unforgiving punishment. And then some of my most troubled clients I'm finding – Every one of them is beginning to get that, and it's actually being really productive for my my clients that are going through really miserable situations because they now yeah. have something to call what they're doing that is an honorable path that they're that 
because it's so tempting when you have, um, you know, like, well, I mean, you're you're in the middle of it as too. Your whole family, I mean, your family has gone through hell, you know, in biblical proportions, you know, and 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 so having an, an understanding that there is a grander vision that I can now go to a macro that how can I be incorruptible? Just the fact that I have something that I can try to attain to and not succumb to each of those stories, you know, could spin off into hell. But yeah. the incorruptible concept, you know, basically says, oh, I'm I'm on one of the most advanced uh, spiritual mission, missions that they are, that I can have all, all of these biblical things go, go wrong, and can I truly hold my ground of being a good person despite all those things and not go after God and not go after myself or the person that I hate that that is terrorizing me. It's a big story. Yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and amazing that we got here. Well, I, exactly. I mean, it's truly, um, you know, divinely inspired all the way through. Um, I'm getting goosebumps on all that. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. And and it's the same exact thing that clients have to go, 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 go through. And I try, I try to talk about it at the end, you know, when I began to talk about how you, you can't read these things. You have to experience things. And and it has to go down to your bones. And, and, and that's what Incorruptible is trying to do. Um, and, and, and I end up talking to my clients about that because I got clients that, you know, believe they're on their spiritual path and they are, and they've read a bunch of books, but they haven't actually lived those things. And then as soon as something bad happens, they, they spin off to the family story or the residual thing, believing that they understand the concepts, but doing the same exact stuff that their parents did or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they fall back into that cave and, and they, you know, they willingly at that point shackle themselves again. Or, or, or they have no clue that they just did that. Um, my uh, military guy just—I um, had a—I thought a great session with him. He was really grasping the incorruptible stuff. I just got an email yesterday while I was at that workshop where, uh, because he can channel these angels, and he 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 developed his company and had them on the board of his directors and was part of the spiritual group I was in and he totally has a block and apparently he was yelling at uh, Lucifer and Archangel Michael and recognized that he was uh, had fallen off his uncomfortable thing you know was asking for help and I'm like how could you ever think you can yell at an angel you know and think that you're on the right track um, and uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk with him when I have time um, and try to help him then yeah, I would suggest to him to turn his argument into debate. I think the part that that I may need to do is to maybe chant, chant, chant. But when but I I I go in with him, and every time I've had the same reaction, I actually think I'm on the right track with him, and and he says mm-hmm. that I am too. Is that? Um, he he has this sophisticated military man, uh, very strong men type of phenomena, and and he you know prides himself how incorruptible he is, and then when he's got biblical things, which he does have biblical things going wrong, um, he is mad at God and his angels for not um, 
saving him right right now, that he's done all the right things, which he has, and he just hasn't seen results yet. Um, and and then he channels them and say, and, and, and they end up saying what, what he hears is he's on the right track. I haven't ever, you know, the, made the decision to channel, channel them on their, his behalf. Um, but so I'll, I'll learn more as I go. But um, to me, he's, he's got a unique twist. Um, I had this other guy, too, that I work with Incorruptible with where he's on a spiritual path. There's a lot of diligent practices and um, I started to chant, chant, channel this being that I couldn't tell what it was. At first, I thought it was a dark being. And then I got this thing where we're doing this past life thing. We find this samurai. And he sees it too. And, and at first, I thought he was dark. And then at some point, I had to get away from my judgments. And I finally, it finally talked to me and explained to me that it was an aspect of his soul and that all of his negative thinking, which he's had prodigious amounts of, that he will be absolutely, and, and Lucifer did the same thing with me, that if, you've got, if you're out of alignment, uh, his soul will just kick his ass, which is what's happened. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and so he totally gets it now, and now is really trying. Um, and so it's really cool to watch him come in with a different attitude. He understands what's happening. He's not, you know, doing the same shit anymore. And lo mm-hmm. and behold, it's improving. Well, that's really interesting because, like, what I'm picking up on as, as you're going through is, you know, I'm flashing back to Alexander the Great going before the Oracle and asking him about, asking the Oracle about going into battle and the Oracle saying something like, you know, a great, a great civilization will fall. And Alexander the Great being so uh, narcissistical, yeah. yeah, that he couldn't see that the oracle was telling the truth, but it was him that would be right. honorable. And, and I and I think that's what your friend's experiencing too. Is yeah, yeah, he's on the right path. But let me tell you what, that path is like sucker punch after sucker punch. You know, right? Um, I I have been there. It is. Sucker punch after sucker punch. Oh, you think you're such hot shit? Well, let's just try this. Let's right. try this and see how you react to that. Oh, and that wasn't enough for you. Okay, we're going to try this one now. Right, and and that's exactly what happened with me. And, and my friend, uh, the uh, military guy, he is falling into the unforgiving part uh, mm-hmm. completely. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where he's get, getting stuck, which is actually from some of these recent things why I – it was like a gift from my point of view, which is why I plowed into trying to, you know, shoehorn that into the book, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I believe I'm done, you know, doing this. So I just wanted to warn you that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm – you know, the book is yours now to play with, and I won't do anything more with it. Okay. Well, that, that's fine. I mean, I know you're going to do whatever you're guided to do, and I accept that that's part of who you are. And sometimes it's going to be a little curveball here or there. I'm cool with that. It won't okay. corrupt me. Well, <laughs> and I won't allow it to corrupt my editorial process. Well, actually, you are just a mensch, you know, so I'll just appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so all that's wonderful, and it's, and it's moving along. Okay, good. And, oh. and I sent you the prologue, and I didn't send you anything else intentionally. That's because fine. I want you, I wanted you to see where I was 
on that level because it took so much to get to that level for me. And then I want you to have that too. As you're going through, oh, excuse me, I have a yawn coming in. Uh, going through and doing the addendum, I wanted you to have that one, but I didn't want to distract you yet with uh, chapters one, two, and three because there's also a chance that I could go back and, and um, you know, add a, add a little touch here or there on those because, you know, another part of my process is, okay, so I go in and I, and I do all chapter three, then I go back through and I breeze through the, the prologue and the uh, chapter one and chapter two and make sure I, I didn't abandon anything. So it's like I build it and I go back and I make sure the threads are there and I build it and I go back all the way through. So I could add a little thing here or there too to those. So I'm not going to send it to you yet. I I fully I actually expected that so um and and that's fine uh just small heads up um I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Bhakti Fest and do uh Kirtan and stuff tomorrow um I'll write on Sunday um next week is July fourth I'll do the best I can we are having some visitors and stuff um mm-hmm. I'll be plowing through but I'll I'll be doing obviously the poems and the addendums, and and then um, I'll just wait to hear from you. And then and then yeah. the last thing is, would well, you like? If we, if we want to talk on the third, we can talk on the third. On the fourth, I'm not going to be able to talk. Right. And by the time okay. the afternoon of the third rolls around, I'll have a house full of people. Yeah, and, and I'll have similar. Um, we can still talk on the third, and that's fine. And the other question is, would you like me to send you a check? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay, so, so just just wait. We'll just wait till I get done with this, and then we'll we'll figure we'll figure things out from there. All right then. Okay. Don't worry. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh. I I feel so uh, taken care of, and and I appreciate uh, so deeply um, what you're doing. Um, you know, I and and I, I I it actually makes me smile now because you know when when I. I meditated for an hour and a half this morning, and I had a really good day yesterday because I haven't been around a group of spiritual people and could really hang out with some really um, wonderful folks that could meditate and do all that stuff really well. And mm-hmm. it really uh, kind of uh, helped me a lot to kind of get myself balanced again. And um, and and then to, you know, have um, them remind me again just to listen to you. It, it just makes me laugh now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was something that came through yesterday. I forget what it was, but it was just like, I mean, it, it, I have so much fun with this book when these terms come in that are not a term that I would use. And mm-hmm. I go, really? And so I go ahead and type it in, and then, you know, I'm over to dictionary.com to look up the meaning. I'm like, oh, my God, that is such a perfect word. And uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to work with everybody, you know? Well, great. Well, I, again, yeah. I just share my my appreciation. All right. Okay. Well, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next week. Okay, then. Excellent. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.